0: hello everyone and welcome back to locked on flames tonight the flames and oilers face off in the final preseason battle of alberta Your locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello everyone and welcome to Locked on Flames. My name is Jess Belmosto and I'm your host and I'm so happy to be here today. It is Friday evening. We are just at the end of the week, the end of the month. It is almost October. We have a great hockey season ahead of us and you're not going to want to miss any episodes of Lockdown Flames. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe to us on YouTube as well, where you can interact uh, with the question of the day in the comments. But with September ending, that basically means hockey's back. Like, You know, we have the preseason, but then the regular season starts in less than two weeks for this team, and I could not be more excited to open the season up at home against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. But before we can do that, we do have just a little bit of the preseason left, and uh, tonight, like I said, the Flames are facing the Oilers up north, and... It's going to be a, a decent mix tonight for this group. It's uh, Huberto, Razichka, and Tafoli on the top line. And then you have Dubé, Rooney, and Eakin. Zari, Schwinn, and Milano. McLean, Bishop, and Dewar. That's, so that's your forward group. And then on defense, we have Hannafin and Anderson. Connor Mackey and uh, Michael Stone, Val with Meloche, with Dan Vladar getting the start and Dustin Wolf backing him up. You know these are some uh, interesting lines here because, you know, uh, what's his name? Elias Lindholm. Wow, serious brain fart there for a second um that first line is not complete without Elias Lindholm but you do have the um the chance to get a look at Adam Razichka on the top line and not that he would be you know playing as your top line center but this gives him a chance to you know play with really great players and to see how he does when he has to step up to that role so it gives him it gives Sutter a chance to look at you know can i p- if there happens to be an opportunity for him to slide in can i make the switch and count on him it is a risky decision but uh obviously it's just being looked at it's nothing to <laughs> nothing is uh set in stone Your next line is Dylan Dubé, Kevin Rooney, and Cody Eakin. Dylan Dubé had a nasty turnover that led to a Canucks goal in the last preseason game where they were shut out. So, you know, he's going to be in some hot water, I think, here. And he's going to obviously be getting top six minutes with this group of players. And then you have uh, Kevin Rooney who is centering this group again you're this is going to be your top 6 group when you're playing with mainly AHL players and then Cody Eakin, who is on his PTO here uh for the remainder of training camp or until they release him basically uh who is and he's looking to get that <laughs> you know that that contract and I think it's so important to remember that a lot of these players are playing for something so much more than just a roster spot. You know, they want that job security too. So, you know, it's um, going to be interesting. And I know I keep saying that, but it's really interesting to see how these cuts will be made when they do happen. And then of course, on your third line, you have Connor Zari, uh, Colschwin, and Sonny Milano. I... I'm very interested. I take honestly take a shot every time I say the word interested. I am intrigued uh, to see how Milano does uh, in this middle six, bottom six uh, situation. He hasn't really had much luck this training camp. I don't know if it's just him not being able to get into the groove of things, if he had You know, if he's still battling concussion symptoms or, you know, some players just don't have a very offensively productive preseason or, you know, there's more to their game than just scoring. And I think it's important to remember here that his line mates are also, you know, AHL players. Cole Schwent came over from Florida in the in the trade. So, you know, he's, he's still working. He's still, he's still uh, putting his time in. And then Connor Zari is a player that um, has been given a serious look at the NHL. And I think that he's going to come up later again in this episode when we talk about players to watch. And of course, players that, you know, should they get reassigned to uh, the Wranglers that may cause a stir, a stir, I say. You know, they may get a reaction out of people. McLean, Bishop, and Dewar. My only comment here is, of course, Walker Dewar um, is probably also still getting a spot to be looked at. So, again, it's nothing permanent. We're in training camp. I think that it's important to. Take a look at whatever combinations you can and test out what you may think works. But something you may never run in a game because you don't have time to experiment with it. And that's fine. I think, you know, obviously Daryl Sutter is one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest coach of all time. So I would let him do whatever he wanted (laughs) And then uh, obviously, I don't really have much to say about the Hannafin and Anderson pairing. That's fairly obvious. But Connor Mackey and Michael Stone are, this, the stakes are truly high for the second and third pairing because Connor Mackey, Valamackey, and Malosh are all looking to make the jump to the NHL. And then you have Michael Stone who is looking to get another contract. He is playing like he's earned a contract and I would not be surprised if something does come to fruition there and I don't know what could possibly happen with Huso Valimaki I just I I don't know I think that there is just so much to unpack there that it just makes sense for him to put in a trade request and that's not saying that he's a horrible hockey player or something. I just think that his time in the organization has just come to an end and they've used him as much as they can. And, um, you know, I don't think that things necessarily look good for him. And Connor Mackey is a player who's come up through the NCAA pipeline as well. So I would love to see another college hockey player, uh, you know, crack the roster And get a serious look. And of course, Malosh was told that he has the opportunity to take over Erica Branson's role. There's an opportunity there. And it's a matter of somebody seizing the day and seizing the opportunity to really just just do it and get the job done. But coming up next, we are going to talk about roster cuts and the first... True round of cuts that the Flames have made this preseason. But first, before we do that, let me talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one place to be placing your bets. You know that they have you covered from A to Z when it comes to props, odds, lines, live updates, and of course, Anything that you could possibly need in terms of betting. And they are going to have you up to date with the -the up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. And I'm sure if you're a baseball fan, you can be placing a bet on Aaron Judge's 60-second home run. If he hasn't hit this by the time you're listening, head on over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. And as always, thank you for listening and tuning in and dealing with the one and only Jess Belmosto. And you can follow me on Twitter right there. Easy enough. But let's talk about the first round of cuts. They're happening, and this is. This is when things start, you know, if you've ever (laughs) watched hockey before, you know that the first round is usually uh, the players who are very early in their WHL career or, you know, their minor league hockey careers and juniors and whatnot. So they haven't, uh, Need, they're, they're going to rejoin those teams in their seasons that's, that are already underway. But there there's 11 players that were reassigned to the Wranglers today. None of the names are names that, uh, you know, particularly jump out at me as players that I'm like, <gasps> I can't believe that they sent this player down. Because like I said, these are players that are very early in their development or their or NHL development, I should say. But I would expect between the game tonight and Monday to see another round or potentially two rounds. Uh, The waiver wire we've talked about on this show before, but you have that 2 p.m. deadline to submit your waivers. Sorry, 2 p.m. Eastern time to submit your waivers and then claim in the next 24 hours. So... You know, it's a tis the season, right? And I just I do think that it's nice to see these players take strides in their development. And these players are also probably players that had their development significantly impacted by any college stoppages of play, any sort of shortened season or restrictions or anything like that because you aren't um, you aren't able to look back at these last two years and say, hey like these players were able to play practice uh, and get in as much workouts as you know they needed or, um things like that due to you know restrictions so it's going to take some time I think for other players you know just to play catch up I don't think it's anything negative obviously I think it's very I think it's expected and you know I'm not saying oh they didn't make the roster because or they didn't make it to the next round of cuts because you know they they happen to be in a bad spot and at, at their development and at 20 in 2020. No, <laughs> no, that's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, but again, there's always next year or there's opportunities in other organizations. You never know who's watching and who may be willing to take a shot on you. I think that's kind of like the really cool thing about sports is the more human aspect to it because I remember when I was working in the AHL, and there would be scouts from five, six different teams, and they don't tell you, you know, oh, who they're watching, they're just, they're watching the game, but you never know who's sitting up in the scouting section or anything like that, because unless you're getting your, getting a phone call or something, but it's, uh, it's nice to see those opportunities come along for players, and Hopefully, the, some of our baby Flames, our little Wranglers, will be making the strides and making the moves up the ranks to either, um, you know, the Flames organization or, you know, they're throughout the league. There's 31 other teams that could probably use some of these guys, right? But... I do think that with the handful of players that are lacing up tonight that could potentially see the next round of cuts, there's going to be a potential, I don't want to say uproar, but I do think that there's definitely the potential to get a reaction out of players, uh, or out of fans, rather. Like, I'm looking right now, and it's not... Not so much this list uh, versus the main group, but so the non-game group tonight. But I'm very convinced that some of these names are going to get announced and fans are going to be upset. And I mean, rightfully so. And we're going to talk about some of those players (laughs) uh, coming up next here on my Players to Watch segment. And I appreciate you all so much for tuning in. Make sure that you're subscribed to Lockdown on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. I have missed doing players to watch in like who's hot, who's not sort of segments. Because there hasn't been <laughs> uh, NHL hockey for me to, you know, be able to say, this is who you need to watch for. This is, you know... This is how they performed last game, and this is how they'll perform the next game. And um, Obviously, the first player I have up here is Sonny Milano. He is on a PTO because uh, Anaheim didn't offer him a qualifying offer, and there was no, uh, you know, no, I don't want to say no room, but there were no true offers for him. Apparently, to sign a contract this off season. So uh, clearly, there's some intel going around, or that's known in the offices and locker rooms and whatnot. Of you know, why like why wouldn't you want to sign this guy who is built to be a 20 goal scorer, a consistent one too? But He just hasn't had much luck yet this offseason, or this preseason rather. And it could be for a number of reasons. You know, his concussions, finding his rhythm, finding his game, getting acclimated in the Calgary organization. Some players just don't perform well under pressure. And, you know, at at his age, though, at 25, 26, you should – be able to uh, do something like that and just kind of show up to work every day. But again, there are certain things that are the intangibles, like the playmaking abilities, you know? You don't just... Good scoring or scoring a goal doesn't make you a good hockey player. It Like, there has to be more to your game than just that, you know? Like, obviously... You could score one goal, and you're suddenly not a great hockey player because you could get sent down to the AHL and never see <laughs> ice time there either, and never get called back up to the NHL. So it's I, I'm very interested to see how he'll do too on that third line. I I don't know if he's kind of, if he's uh necessarily an egotistical person in terms of hey, I shouldn't be down this far in the lineup. What are we doing here? And to take it personally. But Adam Razichka is someone who I am just riding so hard for because he had an excellent, excellent time up in the NHL last season when he was replacing Sean Monahan or, you know, just filling in when he needed to. But I, I liked what we saw from him. I think giving him a chance on the first line with Huberto and Toffoli will help showcase his talents even better. And I I, <laughs> I was listening to that uh, media availability where someone asked, I think like the first question of the press conference was, uh, are you looking for Adam Razichka to break – or to crack the NHL roster. And he was like, he doesn't need to crack the NHL roster. He was on the roster a few times last season. And uh, you can take that one of two ways saying like, okay, like he's already had his chance to to crack the roster. Like there's nothing to crack or, or he's saying, yeah, this kid's already made the NHL roster, but you know, he's done it before. He's more than likely going to do it again. I love what he brings to the game. I love what he brings to the Flames organization. Connor Zari broke his leg last season. It was his ankle, I believe. And he ended up missing significant time due to this. And a lot of people, I remember when the season started, people were like, okay, like he's going to come back and he's going to play. For, uh, you know, the Flames, he's not going to go down to Stockton. Like, he's going to be on the roster. And he wasn't. So, again, it'll be interesting to watch him tonight. I I want to see how he carries the puck on his stick. And it's all about that control. And speaking of control, these last two boys, oh, something that they need to do a little bit of a better job of. And that would be Dylan Dubé and... Uh, y- so Valamacki. Dylan Dubé had a turnover in the uh, last preseason game against the Canucks, and it eventually, or didn't eventually, it did quite literally in the same sequence, the Canucks scored a goal. And it was Valamacki trying his very best <laughs> to, uh, you know, stop the puck, if you even want to call it that, but... I think it's interesting to really look at Valamacki's story and his history within the Flames organization and say, like, okay, um, he has a true chance. I I don't know how it's going to go for him and Sutter. You know, obviously Daryl Sutter, but also uh, Brent Sutter, because... (laughs) They got into a huge fight, fist fight last year, so that'll be interesting. But I I don't know. I really do think that Dubé has a lot to prove this season. He needs to figure it out. He is not going to be sent down to the AHL like people on Twitter are saying. He is not waiver exempt. He, No. (laughs) Dylan Dubé is not going down to the AHL, and if you were to try to put him on waivers, someone would claim him. But that is all for today and uh, just in time for tonight's game. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And I will catch you on Monday with a a pregame report because the Flames are playing the Seattle Kraken.